You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is your best friend, Brady Trantham, and this is the person you love to hate, Madison Morris. (laughs) Just kidding. Everybody hates to love you or loves to hate you? Uh... Lo- loves to love you. Loves to love me. Yeah, everyone loves to love Madison. Heck yeah. I'm the dude with the funny hair. Um, yes, <laughs> the Thunder just defeated the Orlando Magic in what started off as a quite boring first half, sloppy defense all around, but particularly with Oklahoma City. Uh, they really clamped down on the perimeter in the second half, held Orlando to about 4 of 22 shooting from the three, I believe. Um, and most, I think all four of those shots were from Terrence Ross. <laughs> um, but overall, the Thunder played well. They took care of business against a team that they needed to take care of business uh, against. Uh, clamped down in the second half, like we said. But um, a good bounce back win after a disappointing loss in Boston. For sure. And I mean, I, I wasn't really too confident in this team's ability to pull out the win as this game first started because yes you had Terrence Ferguson who immediately went two for two from the three-point line Uh, I think he made his first three with uh, in under two minutes of the game being played which I want to talk about a little bit later but I mean really it it looked good from an offensive stance for the Thunder I mean Paul George didn't even make his first shot till the very end of the third quarter except for going three for three from the free throw line but you had guys like um oh gosh Abdul Nader? No, no, Patrick oh, Patterson? Uh, no, 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 uh, da, 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 A-A-Ron. Oh, Aaron, oh, Aaron, Aaron, Gordon. Gordon. Aaron Gordon. You had guys like Aaron Gordon who were just lighting it up for Orlando on offense immediately. He had seven of the, uh, sorry, of the Magic's first nine points, and it just looked like this was a great offensive night for the Magic. And, you know, Billy Donovan was saying in his pregame presser, that yes, the defense has been kind of a struggle and that's something that they've been paying more attention to, but you also have to credit that some of these teams are coming in here and they're just shooting well. So it's not necessarily like a lackadaisical Thunder defense. It's also the fact that teams have been able to shoot pretty well against the Thunder lately. And, you know, you kind of have to give credit where credit is due. And that's what the Magic did in the first, I mean, half of the game, because it was just, it was just kind of a, an opportunity for the Thunder to realize, hey, we need to pick it up on defense. The Magic came to play tonight, and that's exactly what they did. So, I mean, coming out of halftime, I, I thought it improved a lot, of course, because they outscored the Magic and were able to win the game. But, you know, it just it didn't look good to start. Yeah, I mean, Billy said in the post game that he thought that their um, just their attention to detail was much better in the second half. <clears throat> wow, I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> um, it is almost 11 o'clock. We're doing this, of course you know, in view of the court. Gives um, us every, inspiration. Every, everyone's tired. I mean, I was super tired until Russell Westbrook's um, glorious post-game locker room. Uh, uh, That'll wake you up. We'll get to that later. But, um, yeah, Billy talked about how just their attention to the detail was much better, and you could tell. It was just the, at that point going into the third quarter, the Thunder had given up uh, six consecutive quarters of over 30 points. And um, typically the rule of thumb is, like, if you give up, you know, 25, 26, it's about average um, defensively. If you give up anything more than 28, it's about, you know, it's kind of like, okay, that was a sloppy defensive quarter. Anything under 24, 23, that's, it's, that, that's gravy. Uh, the Thunder outscored the Magic in the second half. What was it, 69 to 53 or something like that? Something like that. And uh, Orlando, yeah. yeah, Orlando Orlando really 
got the ball rolling super late when it but Oklahoma City continued to answer answer all their uh, all their little mini runs towards the end so it didn't really matter but um, it, it was it's kind of a weird game because of course the Thunder played Orlando this time last week and it, it always seems like when you play opponents if you're the Thunder if you're if you're the better team and you play an inferior opponent on one night and then you see them relatively close um, you know in a short amount of time the next time you play them it always seems like that that inferior team kind of comes out swinging it seemed like that in the first half tonight but um we need to talk about paul george again because on the pot on the last podcast um we talked about how pg kind of had a you know he went cold in the in the second half he hit some timely shots to give the thunder a chance in that fourth quarter, but it just really seemed like one of Paul George's more uh, off nights that he's had, but he's still at 37, and we just kind of, you and I riffed back and forth about how great he's been, how great he's been that, you know, Mm -hmm. 35-plus point outputs just are like, eh, just normal normal business. Tonight, he was even worse on the floor. He was 9 of 26. (laughs) Six of his nine makes were from three, but and he drops 39 points. This is just a different level. This is just a different level of Paul George, and especially in the second half when the Thunder's defense really got rolling. Um, Billy also mentioned how the Thunder seemed to use their length a lot more and kind of appear like the the defensive team that we've seen, you know, in months past in this season. They kind of resembled that team a little bit more. Um, but it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's. It, Overall, I'm not that I'm not that concerned about the defensive lapses because it always seems like good teams like the Thunder going into All Star break. If you're if they're gonna play sloppy, this is the time of the year where teams kind of get sloppy, and then they pick it up. I think the best thing for the Thunder is they're finding their offense and they're finding that rhythm, and they can ride that hopefully past All Star break. And they always know that they can rely on their defense and their identity. Well, and it was probably towards the end of the first quarter. Something that I thought was interesting was guys like Terrence Ferguson, Jeremy Grant, and Steven Adams. They were the guys that were on the floor scoring at the time. When Dennis Schroeder came in, he replaced Paul George. And I thought that was kind of an interesting mix-up that Billy threw in there because, you know, usually you see Dennis come in and replace Terrence. Uh, There's been a couple of times where they've set set Jeremy down, but, you know, instead they came – or he came in and he replaced Paul George. And I think that's just because Paul wasn't really having the hot hand at the time. But, I mean, I kind of like that change-up with – uh, Billy and what he did there because it, it kind of gave Dennis Schroeder to be the star that he was tonight. I mean, what did he finish with? 20 points and a lot of those kind of came in a sequence really because Dennis had a very quiet start but then all of a sudden he just starts racking up the points and you just hear Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder over and over and you know that's just kind of the player he has been and that he continues to be for the Thunder so you know just some interesting things but I mean going back to Paul George I think that He's such a well-rounded player for this team that it doesn't necessarily surprise me if he goes pretty cold to start the game because then he'll come back and pick up 39 points. Like, he didn't go 9 of 26 from the floor. It's just, I don't I don't know how he does it. I think it's really interesting. And honestly, I was down stairs taking a couple of pictures, so I wasn't really keeping notes or paying attention to the box score. But I look up, and all of a sudden, the guy has, like, 20 points. And... I hadn't even really watched him shoot that many buckets. So I I don't know. It was just, he's just a very one of a kind player. He's someone that this team needs. And I mean, they had him last year, but who he is now and the way he's playing, that's exactly what the Thunder need because he's a completely different Paul George. And so when you have guys like Paul George, obviously Dennis Schroeder goes on his 
runs or his spurts of energy where he has some really great scoring opportunities. But you also have guys uh, like Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson who continually pick up the momentum, who continually grow in their confidence on the floor. It's just, it's like a night and day difference. And I mean, of course, we'll talk about Russell Westbrook, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to like include him in this. Oh my gosh, this is just such a surprise type of thing because we all know what Russell is capable yeah, of. Yeah, and you know, Paul, for as great as he's been, it's, you know, it, it's half his own personal development. But if like we've got to talk, we've also got to talk about just the Thunder's ability to develop internally, all of their players, right. and we can even include Russell Westbrook in that because yes, we know what he's capable of, but he's on a different level now mm-hmm. in terms of distributing the basketball and winning in ways that have little to do with his ability to, if he wants to drop 40, he could drop 40. Mm-hmm. Now, he's had his struggles, of course, shooting. Now, I'm, sh- I'm sure there have been times in, in these last two or three months that he's wanted to drop 30 or 40 in a game, and he just wasn't able to because he couldn't put the ball in the damn hoop. But um, <laughs> the way that he's playing and affecting the game positively in other ways is incredible. Jeremy Grant tonight, uh, 7 of 9, uh, 11 rebounds, a rare double-double for Jeremy Grant, 19 uh. points, 11 boards, uh, had a really – big um, momentum swinging block in the third quarter when the Thunder went on their run. Um, just you go, you go from Grant to Ter- even Terrence Ferguson, like we talked about um, early, earlier. It seems like every player that gets consistent minutes, every player that contributes that the Thunder rely on to score, rebound, distribute, play defense, everybody's developed. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to see at this point in the year in February going into the All-Star break are people making progressive steps. The Thunder are doing that. Now, where, where, that can, where can that lead? That's, you know, another topic for another day. But um, it's just incredible that the Thunder can have a sloppy-ass sloppy, a, a sloppy ass performance in the first half and still pick it up and rely on their identity, their length, their athleticism, their defense, and it just kickstarts a momentum-swinging half in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter that the uh, most other teams, you know, not named Golden State, maybe Toronto, maybe Boston, teams like that can't recover from. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with all that. And, uh, you know, uh, some other things that I've kind of noticed, um, I think it, yeah, it was Leslie McCaslin. She asked the head coach of Orlando before the game, you know, how do you see this game being different from last week when you guys played the Thunder I think that, yeah, that was the game that Steven Adams set out and Nerlens Noel was kind of the guy for the center position. And, you know, tonight that was a different different story because obviously Steven got to play, played 36 minutes, went 7 of 12, uh, picked up 14 points, but only had four rebounds. And Brady and I were kind of laughing about this uh, after the Boston game a couple of days ago. I think Steven only had, what, like five or six rebounds after that game. And we were kind of saying that's a little uncharacteristic for Steven just because he is pretty good about picking up a lot of boards. That's been his role on defense. Uh, he only had four tonight, and then Nerlens Noel comes in. He plays 12 minutes and doesn't make any shots. He doesn't even take a shot. Um, it was a little it was a little weird. He didn't even have a block, and that's kind of what he's known for. So I think for the big guys tonight, it wasn't really there. But luckily, guys... Uh, on the perimeter like Paul George and Terrence and even Russ. What, did he even make one? No, he was 0 of 2 from downtown, but that's okay. You <laughs> that's know. a good number. That's but a good that number. That is a good number. <laughs> Only taking two three-point attempts. Good job for you. But uh, that was something that kind of stuck out to me was just the bigs weren't necessarily there, but if you have guys on the perimeter and just, you know, playing the positions that they're supposed to play at a high level, then I don't think it necessarily matters all that much. Brady Trantham here alongside Miss Madison Morris. Uh, Madison 
we need to talk about something. <laughs> oh dear. We need to talk about, oh boy. Let me just go ahead and pull it up. Okay. We'll do this really low budget style. Um, I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'm sure everybody has seen this or heard this by now. If you're going going to listen to the podcast, which shout out to everybody listening, thank you guys so much. Um, but I'll just go ahead and play it, and we'll just react to it. Okay. Russ, when Terrence is shooting like he shot this last month, what does that do for your offense? Next question. Russ, what do you think about Durant wanting to come back to Collison's? Uh, Celebration night. Next question. Oh dear. <laughs> Which, okay. Shout out to Barry Trammell because that that is how. If you want to, if you want to do this job, if you want to be in sports journalism, if you want to be in sports media, that's exactly how you do your job. Yeah. Um, Barry, of course. Um, him and Russ have a um, let's we can call it a feud, a history, a, history, a feud, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's for the last few years. It's been interesting. Um, you know, Barry throws out like kind of a softball question, which isn't bad. Like this is that's how you to get good answers. Sometimes you have to throw out softball questions. Yeah. And Russell consistently this year, whenever Barry asks a question, will always say next question. Mm-hmm. And I guess Barry had, um, I guess he had enough of that and just asked the question that pe- that we as you know a collective media we've all asked. Like, is someone ever going to ask this question? Even though we know it's all stupid. And not not a stupid question, but we all know that it's going to be futile in terms of getting a good answer out of right. Russ. And Barry just does the thing and asks, "Hey, so uh, what about KD coming back for Nick Collison's night?" Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Barry Tran. Yeah, shout um, out to Barry. Th- that was uh, that was fun. Um, yeah, it's becoming routine. I think uh, mm. you know you see. You see good old Barry here at the games, and I respect the hell out of his work. He has been doing this for a long time, and, uh, you know, that's that takes a lot to kind of continually throw out there, trying to see if you can get a response. Obviously, Russell Westbrook does not want to answer questions from Barry Trammell, uh, but, you know, I don't – I guess my initial reaction to it is, dang, I wonder how long this is going to go on. Because the first question that Barry asked was a very simple question that I even thought about asking myself was just, you know, how have you how have you seen the development of Terrence? You know, he's become a shooter. That's become his role now. So just talk about Terrence Ferguson a little bit. And he immediately was just next question. And Brady and I have always said Russell Westbrook will open up to a media member and give you a pretty solid answer if he's talking about a teammate. But mm. Even to Barry Tremel, he uh, would not. He would not talk about a teammate. Yeah, Barry, I think needs to um, learn how to change his voice, alter his voice a little <laughs> bit. Like use that little voice um, alter machine thing that you see in Scream. Right. And then wear like a Hispanic, like curly mustache <laughs> and a sombrero, and uh, try and get an answer out of Russ. Maybe like when he's just not paying attention, he'd be like, "Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I mean next question." Oh, wait. I, um, I didn't mean to answer you. <laughs> but also, and I think you wanted to talk about this earlier on in the podcast, Madison. Uh, Fergalicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll let you do this one. You, so, were, you were excited. I was kind of excited, mainly because Fergie's my girl. But uh, Brady actually asked Ferg in the postgame tonight, you know, so every time you're making a shot, the sound guys were playing Fergalicious. Uh, just react to it. What did you think about that? And he laughed about it and was like, oh, I, I didn't even really notice. But uh, uh, Jeremy told me about it after the game or someone told him about it after the game and they laughed about it. He said he was totally into it. And uh, yeah, that's I, I thought it was funny because I like it when the Thunder guys or the sound guys or whoever kind of operates the music in the arena do have uh, some personality. Yes, have yeah. some fun personality. I mean, what they played, they played It's a Small World 
while they introduced the magic. They didn't play Mo Bamba, and I know that Mo Bamba is hurt for the magic. He didn't play tonight. Obviously, don't even think he was here, but you could have still played it to make me happy. He Come was on in now. Your, he was in your purse. You know, Mad- <laughs> Madison, right. <laughs> Madison has a large purse that has every single inanimate object you could think of in mm-hmm. it, so... I had a conspiracy theory going into the game that Mo Bamba was actually in her purse. I looked. Um, I was incorrect. I mean, you didn't dig, You're, you're going to strike out in this business, and I struck out tonight. I mean, you weren't necessarily wrong. <laughs> you might be in there. Who knows? Um, yeah. Um, it was a boring game, everybody. I mean, it was a fun second half. Um, it was a boring game, though. <laughs> so, it was kind of a boring game. I yeah. guess we'll, let's just let's just go out and throw um, throw some questions out there because we we did get a few. We didn't get a lot. Um, I asked them late. Apparently, everybody was was scared off by your um, free throw shot picture. Um, I mean, I would be scared too. It was terrible form. You, it was just you made it. I did make it, guys. I made I it's went a, two it's, two. It's okay, guys. Russell Westbrook is going to teach me how to shoot free throws. Oh, my <laughs> oh God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shots no. fired. <laughs> um, actually, do you mind looking for the mm-hmm. qu- some questions? Because had, I had one uh, sent to me, uh, DM'd to me by my good buddy, Mr. Spencer Davis, um, at Davis underscore Spencer. That's S-P-E-N-S-E-R. Uh, awesome, awesome uh, writer, covers the Oklahoma Sooners for uh, Sports Day, DFW. Also hosts podcasts on the Prairie, which I enjoy, with co-host Keegan Renault and George Stoya, friend of the podcast. Um, he asked me during the game, we kind of had a conversation back and forth um, during the first half about what Terrence Ferguson's ceiling is. And it's, it's a fascinating question because – it, seem, it seems like, you know, whether you're media like us or fans, you want to always err on the side of caution when you're when you're trying to project a player that's going through a really hot shooting um, streak. And, you know, Terrence has kind of cooled down in, in recent games. Um, but even in his – even in games where he's not shooting the lights out of the ball, like a 6-for-6 six six performance like against Minnesota or any of these, like, 7-of-10 performances that I know he's had in the last month um, – He's still making an impact offensively, whether it's on the fast break, whether it's, you know, he's developing a mid-range game. He's coming off of screens um, against Miami on Friday night. They threw the ball to him in the post. I I don't know if that was an accident or a mistake, but they nevertheless threw the ball to him in the post. But we know what he's been capable of in the last month, um, shooting from distance. And, you know, like I've kind of thrown this out there a few times and – I'm still kind of sticking with it. I think his ceiling, like if, if he's able to keep this going, you know, on both sides of the floor, I think he can be a more athletic Danny Green. Uh, Danny Green is a player that Thunder fans, you know, just dreaded seeing um, trailing the Spurs fast break um, in those awesome playoff series of the last few years against the Thunder in San Antonio that would just always plague solid defense, make a play or two on that end, and then just drain like three after three after three. Um, the Thunder wanted a player like that. They might have found it with Terrence Ferguson. That's always, like People have been saying that, but, of course, uh, you always want to err on the side of caution. But I think that that's not within the realm of impossibility because we're just seeing a different confidence in him. Like it, it, At this point, I think he understands what it means to be a starter. I think he's comfortable with the starters, uh, Russell, Paul. I think he understands where they like to find him, where he needs to be. And despite all that, he's still aggressive because mm-hmm. it is so hard to be aggressive playing with Russell Westbrook because Russell is so ball dominant right. and he's, he himself is so aggressive. So when you're, when you're categorized as a shooter, 
it's really hard to stay engaged because a lot of times, as we've seen with shooters that have come through Oklahoma City, they just get relegated to standing in the corner, and it's hard to keep your rhythm. But Terrence has been able to keep his aggression and stay in rhythm even when he's not shooting in this in these last two months. So if he's able to keep this up past the All-Star break, because, I mean, we saw last year Paul George was shooting lights out going into All-Star break afterwards was a different player. Um, that's going to be a big key. And how will he how will he respond to postseason basketball um, as a starter if Andre Robertson comes doesn't come back? I think the sky's the limit, and I think that that sky – would be a more athletic Danny Green. If that's the case, the thunderstruck goal to Terrence Ferguson. Yeah, and I mean, I agree with everything you say. My two cents on Terrence right now is just how Brady just said that Terrence is finding himself comfortable with the starters and in the starting lineup. I think those guys are also finding themselves comfortable with Terrence right now. Uh, I've seen it the past couple of weeks of games. Russell Westbrook is really trusting Terrence a lot more. He's shooting the ball out to Terrence more than he has this entire season in the past oh gosh maybe two or three weeks of basketball and I mean we didn't really get an answer out of Russ tonight about Terrence but I really do think that if someone else had asked him he would just say nothing but good praises on Terrence because you can see the way that these guys are trusting Terrence they're uh, shooting you know they're just shooting the ball out to him in tough situations they're making uh, his presence known on the court really is what I'm trying to get at. And so I think Terrence, honestly, nothing's impossible for the kid right now. And I think good things are going to come. He's just going to progress. And I hope I'm right. Who knows? Well, Thunder fans hope you're right, Madison. They um, do. Any- and uh, speaking of third- Thunder fans, we have Curtis on Twitter. He is at McMichael 58 And he wants to know what everyone wants to know. Alex Abrinas, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Is he a head case? Is he weak? Is he burnt out? And he says he is a waste of dollar, dollar, dollar signs. Well, I won't speak on that, but I will say um, I thought Billy Donovan gave as insightful an answer as he's ever going to give on a player that's missing games for personal reasons. Um, and the, specifically talking about the post game, and I tweeted it out. It got a bunch of reaction on Twitter. So if you haven't seen it, Billy said something to the effect of, um, I, "I know you guys have a job to do, the, the media, and um, I know that it's it's weird that he's been in the rotation and he's not playing, but then he starts playing, and then all of a sudden he doesn't play, and then now he's not even in the arena. Like I understand how that looks and how it is. He's just go. He's still battling through some things right now." And we're like he's still with the team. We're in communication with him, and we're just going to be um, we're going to remain to be supportive of him. Um, I thought that the sentence the sentence where he said he's still battling some personal issues, and um, I haven't been able to like transcribe it yet. Um, we just got out of the locker room, but um, I think that's what he said. But I remember when he said that, I was I just thought okay, like this is something that's. Obviously, it's serious, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people have been kind of erring on the side of, well, he was sick for X amount of games, and then he got, then he was missing games for personal reasons, so it must be related to some kind of illness. And that could still be the case. I, I don't know anything. I'm not keeping anything from you. I, um, No one knows anything. But I thought that that was a little bit, I don't know. It, it shined a light on something that I kind of felt, okay, this is like a really – serious I mean it's a real serious it's a different kind of serious I don't really know how to describe it and I'm a writer like shame on me but I don't know it just it really it seemed real mm-hmm. you know like it always seemed like you know when he was sick okay he's gonna come back eventually when he was listening games for personal reasons okay like 
he's going through something, obviously, but it'll come back. Now, I, I really don't know. And, um, I mean, people in my mentions are, like, even starting to go onto the side of, like, is it is he dealing with, like, mental health issues? And if so, like, people are being very nice and respecting his privacy. Um, that should always be the case. Um, if it's something like that, then, I mean, prayers for Alex Brinas, mm-hmm. but... Um, I, I don't even want to go further because I don't want it to be on a podcast and then like, oh, Brady said that it was mental health issues or Brady said it was drugs. I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. it just, I don't, when Billy said that, it just made it seem more real. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't really have anything on, on it either just because I don't know any details. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Maybe things will be different after the all-star break when the guys uh, get a substantial break. So who knows? But the last thing we can talk about real quick is uh, Russell Westbrook was called for a technical foul. This was his 12th of the season. He should have got a second early <laughs> yeah. in, this, in the fourth quarter. He made a eyeglasses gesture to the official and saying, like, you, you need to wear glasses. Oh, dear. And typically, if you make any hand gestures towards an official, that's always an automatic tee. But uh, I guess the official said, no, I'm not going to throw Russell Westbrook out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, shrewder than you, which is at zero thunder up zero. Uh, she asked us, why is he judged differently than, say, Draymond Green, who seems to threaten harm or death to officials multiple times in a game with no T? And, I mean, right now, I think Russ is either, what, tied or maybe a little bit ahead or a little bit below Draymond Green for uh, technicals leading the league it's right always now. The, it's always those two. I mean, <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, Draymond, I think he has a little bit of a temper, so that's to be expected, but... Uh, honestly, I don't know. A lot of people have started asking, uh, you know, why why are people so rough on Russ? Like, why do they why do they put him aside in a different category? Why are things different for him? Why are rules different for him? Honestly, I don't know, but um, I don't necessarily want to say that's exactly the case. I don't think people are out targeting Russell Westbrook. I think right now, just the kind of energy and passion that he brings onto the court and that he exerts in front of a lot of people, I think it does get portrayed a little differently than maybe guys like Draymond Green who are pretty hot-headed. I mean, I don't know Draymond personally, so I don't want to you know, put an adjective on him that's not accurate. But just from what I can see in his playing style and the way that he does uh, get in trouble during playing time, yeah, he's he's a little hot tempered, and I mean Russ is hot tempered too. But I think he does just play with a lot of passion. I think things get under his skin a little bit, but he also likes to stick up for his teammates. So honestly, a lot of the times that he's yelling at the refs, he's not yelling at them because he didn't personally get called for the foul. He's yelling because Terrence didn't get called or uh, Jeremy didn't get a foul called. So it's just, you know, I think he likes to stand up for his teammates. He likes to stand up for himself. And he's just a passionate player. And even Billy got his second or third technical of his career, it seems like. Uh, <laughs> happened after a timeout. Uh, Paul George went to the rim, got hit. And it wasn't a foul. I think uh, Vucevic uh, played good defense. And he was vertical, had his arms up. And you can do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and bodied Paul George. You can do that now. So it wasn't a foul. It was a correct call. Billy didn't think so. So he got the tee. Um, I mean, I think there's always, like, the – the human element that's involved here because I mean I can never I'm, I'm not on the floor I don't know everything every little minute thing Russell Westbrook can say when I sit um, closer to the um, floor at um, section 103 randomly um, you were down here taking pictures which you did a great job Madison oh thank you um, when you're up here when you're closer to the floor like right here um, you can sometimes hear it but there's I don't know these officials are human beings and they react to different people differently and maybe they 
let Draymond get away with some things that Russell Westbrook doesn't get away with. And maybe they let Russell Westbrook get away with things that Draymond Green doesn't get away with. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not an official. I've never been an official, and I won't pretend to be. But, um, yeah, I mean, there are times where Russell is probably unfairly officiated, whether it's him going to the floor or whether it's him, um, I don't know, talking to an official mm-hmm. after a missed call. Um, I, I don't know. It's 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 so hard. But, yeah. Um, he asked, there are times where he asked for it. Yeah. Let's just say, like, he, just like he, whenever he thinks he gets fouled and the ball um, the ball gets turned over and then he just hunts for the guy, hunts for somebody to just get a frustration foul, <laughs> there are times where he asked for it. But, um, yeah, I, it's nothing to worry about. He's He never gets that last technical to get suspended. Right. He hardly gets ejected from games. I don't think it's something to worry about. So, yeah, he just better hold it together because I think it's four more until a one-game suspension. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, like Brady said, nothing too much to worry about. I I don't want to, you know, go more into it just because I don't know Russ's situation. I don't know what refs are thinking. I'm not going to sit here and say that people are plotting and planning against Russell Westbrook. I think that just the situation with Russ having a lot of energy on the court and just – mouthing off to people that's just kind of his character his personality and yes it can get a little out of hand and yes sometimes those technicals are deserved but you know honestly I would rather watch a player that's passionate about winning passionate about being fairly called for things and passionate about sticking up for his teammates rather than a guy who just kind of like doesn't react to anything and is pretty vanilla so good for him is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. We've talked y'all's ears off. Yeah. Um, once again, the Thunder defeat the Orlando Magic, sweeping the awesome season series with the Magic 2-0. Um, <laughs> final score, 132-122. Uh, Russell Westbrook, seventh uh, triple-double in a row, tying his career high. Um, he's had seven before. And the Thunder uh, – pointed out during the game that it um, that is the first time since Michael Jordan's 88-89 season, I believe, um, that a player has done that feat uh, seven, uh, two, um, two, two different times where someone's had seven consecutive triple-doubles. So we'll see if he can keep it up against Memphis, who will probably be without Marc Gasol on Thursday. Um, but, yeah, that was fun. That let's, was fun. <clears throat> let's do it again. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Thank you so much for um, listening to 107.7 The Franchise, all that fun stuff. Um, we will be here Thursday like we always are, um, covering the Grizzlies, Thunder game. Uh, Madison and I will be on the radio Saturday morning for the Basketball Insider Show from Woo-hoo. 10 to noon, so tune into that. If you don't have the Franchise app, download it, and that way you have no excuse. And I'm particularly talking to all of our Australian, New Zealand New Zealand followers and subscribers. Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Love but, uh, yeah, download the Franchise app. It's really easy. It's free. And then you can listen to Madison and I talk some more basketball. So, yeah. But, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Everybody have a good night. And, as always, stay very sexy.